was a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today as my co-pilot is Derek Campbell. Derek, how are you doing today? Great, Kyle. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm, I'm actually really doing good. That's good. Fantastic. <laughs> Are you doing as good as I am? Well, I, I'm I'm hoping to get there by the end of the day. <laughs> Keep working at it. Keep working at it. So, hey, Derek, many of us, uh, not current company, of course, I mean, totally excluding, excluding us, but many of us carry around a few too many pounds. Right, right. I mean, we've, Naturally. All, we've all heard the numbers. Two thirds of Americans are overweight. One third of all Americans are in the obese category. So this idea of weight loss is one that is probably on many of our minds. Follows us around yeah, a little bit, yeah, right? I agree. So today, Derek, I want to talk about four science-backed tricks to help us lose more fat. And these are science-backed, science-based. Yeah. These are not just things Opinions. that are made up. Wives, tells, tells. home solutions. I mean... They did scientific studies, and this, these are the yeah. things that they found. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Okay. Number one, they called this reap the rewards. So let me tell you what that means. Okay? Yeah, please. They say that maybe the secret to finally overcoming your weight loss plateau isn't push-ups or probiotics. It might be cold, hard cash. Still doesn't make sense. Let's keep going. <laughs> well, I thought the cash would get you excited. <laughs> well, it does usually when it's coming in. <laughs> All right. So here it is. According to a study in social science and medicine, selling a rewards program to Weight Watchers increased the amount and duration of their loss, of their weight loss. Those who paid for cash rewards, even if they didn't make their money back in the end, lost twice as much weight as those who didn't pay for it. So not only did they decrease their weight by about 5%, but they were still holding on to those results a year into the program. Yeah. So one way that you can achieve similar results is to start a pool with your friends. You can each throw in a few money into the pot, a little bit of money into the pot, and uh, whoever loses their goal amount of weight in a designated time gets the kitty. Yeah. So I Lit guess cash is a motivator. Literal buy-in. Does it make sense? Yeah, it makes Does, perfect do sense. You want, do you want to do it, you and I? Yeah, let's do it. No. Because <laughs> I think you'll win the pot. <laughs> Come on. Be afraid of some competition. Speaking of partnering up, that's the number two study that they did. Uh, if you're trying to lose weight, stop trying to do it by yourself. A study conducted by researchers at Brown University claims that weight loss can be contagious if positive peer pressure is involved. When 3,300 obese or overweight Rhode Islanders competed in 987 teams of 5 to 11 people to reach their weight loss goals, participants who lost at least 5% of their weight tended to be on the same team. So in other words, the, the teams that were successful were all successful together. Uh, being surrounded by others with similar health goals, all working to achieve the same thing, may have really helped people in their weight loss efforts, says researcher Tricia Leahy, who has a Ph.D., but if you're going to give a group effort a go, you need to assign yourself the role of team captain. So they don't know whether it was due to increased motivation or engagement, but people who lost the most weight were the leaders of the team. Interesting. So if you join a group, you want to be the one who's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be the team leader. Probably because the the pressure there, right? Yeah. Like you want to yeah. really make sure that you're the example. I think but grouping anyway, up has got to be a great idea. I know that when you work out, you you 
tend to like to work out with other people. You shared that, that with me before. Yeah. I actually prefer to be by myself. I don't know if I don't like people looking at me. I probably yeah. don't like people looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, maybe, I don't know what it is. I've, I've got my own hangups, but I prefer to work out by myself. But there is something to this from a, this study in Brown University. Number three, you ready? Yep. This one is entitled Do It Right, W-R-I-T-E. So they say instead of picking up weights, maybe we need to pick up a pencil. Mm. A study published in the Journal of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics found that women who kept food journals lost about six pounds more than those who didn't track what they were eating. The 123 participants tested were all overweight or obese, sedentary women, ages 50 to 75, all at greater risk for weight gain as postmenopausal women, but they experienced up to 10% weight loss by the end of the study. A food journal doesn't have to be fancy, said the study uh, doctor who performed the study. Any notebook or pad of paper that is easily carried or an online program that can be accessed through a smartphone or a tablet works just fine. But for best results, make sure that you're honest, accurate, and consistent as you log your meals. And I know that whenever I've tried to lose weight, that's uh, a technique that has definitely worked for me. Yeah. Not so much um, from a standpoint of just tracking everything, but from a standpoint of when I have a bad day, uh, I can look back at the journal and see, okay, today was a bad day, but I had like 14 good days in a row. So it yeah. keeps the motivation there to not say, oh, one bad day, I'm done. Let's just yeah. forget the whole thing. So right. I think there's something to that. I've experienced success by writing things down. The last one, are you ready? Mm -hmm. This one is one that makes a lot of sense, I think, as well. Uh, from that same study of the one I just talked about that was done by the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics on these, uh, on these women, uh, they found that women who ate in lost more weight than those who ate out. Yeah. So just going to I a restaurant. That, yeah, I, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Just going to a restaurant once a week led to losing five fewer pounds. And while these results were observed for lunch in particular, eating out at all mealtimes produced a similar result. So researchers speculate that this has something to do with the lack of control when you're at a restaurant. You don't have much say over ingredients, yeah. cooking methods, portion sizes. Uh, so they recommend that it's probably better if you choose to eat in. Do they have the uh, caveat in there that if you're going to eat at home, you have to avoid the avalanche? The avalanche. The eating avalanche when you start eating and you can't stop. <laughs> um, they didn't have that caveat in this particular study, but I beware. I do know what you're talking it's about real. when it's, you say the eating it's a phenomenon undocumented. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere there's probably documentation of it. But yeah. anyway, today, Derek, I'm excited for today's guest in studio. We have joining us Justin Osmond. Justin was born with severe hearing loss that was diagnosed when he was two years old, but that did not make him stop doing the things that he wanted to do. This guy is amazing, and we're excited to have him with us. Justin, thank you for joining us. Good morning, you guys. I'm honored <laughs> to be on your show. Thank you. Well, we're uh, we're excited to uh, kind of uh, learn from you and some of your experiences. I know that you've uh, had the opportunity to face a number of challenges in your life and to overcome them, and we want to talk a little bit about how you were able to do that. So before we jump into any specific things, maybe just give us a little quick uh, introduction on who you are and, and some of the things that have, have been really success, successes in your life. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, but I'll, I'll say this, you know, everybody is not exempt from their own individual challenges, right? We, right. All, we all have them and <laughs> everybody has a story. And, and um, but yeah, um, just a little intro. I, I come from a, 
a musical family. You might have heard of the Ivman family. I've heard of the yeah. Ivman family. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of country and a little bit rock and roll. Rock and and roll. <laughs> but a little bit of uh, weight loss, too, like my Aunt Marie on the Nutrisystem. Yeah, awesome. I've seen that. I've seen that as well. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate what you guys are doing and trying to promote good health um, and quality and, and wellness. So we appreciate you guys doing that. Um, but yeah, like you said, I was born with a 90% hearing loss. Um, but they didn't find out until two years later. If you can just imagine, for two years, I lived in a world void of sound. No no music, no sound, or completely quiet, wow. which was kind of nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in some ways, right? And then all of a sudden... Now that you have kids of your own, you, yeah, you, you look oh, back on those as the good old so days, right? Nice. When, my, when my babies are crying, boom, I turn my hearing aids off. And it's nice, nice and quiet, but my wife doesn't like that. Yeah, I'll bet she does. <laughs> And so, you know, they found out that um, I wasn't responding, and so they hurried and put put on these big hardware devices in my ears. And for the first time in two years, I heard my mom's voice. Wow. You know, I heard my dad's uh, music, and I heard my dog bark. And my all-time favorite, I heard the toilet flush. You know? <laughs> <What> <laughs> Things that we take for thing? granted yeah, absolutely. every day. And, and so I, I'm so grateful uh, for modern-day technology uh, that we can be able to hear, you know, because I was two years behind, yeah. um, I had to take a lot of uh, speech therapy, uh, listening therapy, comprehension therapy. I do a lot of lip reading, so I can yeah. lip read you guys this morning. And um, and so, but my parents, they uh, they always taught me that you know, despite our challenges, we can still go after our dreams and our aspirations in life. And and if we work hard, you know, and, and um, put in a lot of effort, uh, physical effort. And, mental toughness, all those key ingredients, uh, we can be able to get to where we want to be. You know, talking about the weight loss program, you yeah. got to put a lot of effort and work into it. Uh, you guys mentioned, you know, eating more at home. I, I've been trying to make that change. But my hardest thing is I, I, tr- I like to eat after 7 o'clock at night. Yeah. Like watching a good movie or <laughs> right. something. And, the cookies and, and the ice cream comes out. Yeah. And, yeah right. I, no, I, I hear you. So, but that, that, I get the little intro. Um, Good well, awesome, here. awesome. I, you know, one of the things that I don't think we want to necessarily dig deep into this, but um, we've done a lot of uh, research and studies on the importance of hearing and how uh, socially isolating it can be, especially as we age and we start to lose hearing, which happens naturally for for a lot of us. And um, there's a lot of um, research that has gone into you know understanding the health and the long term health effects of hearing loss, and it's been connected to everything from Alzheimer's and dementia and, um, you know, that social isolation and, and that, that difficulty to connect with people. And so, like you said, there's there's technology that's available that can really help out uh, in those areas. And it's it's worth looking into, especially if you're experiencing some of that hearing loss. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I appreciate that. That's, that's an awareness thing that a lot of people don't know. About. Yeah. Um, you know, they feel disconnected. And I, and I tell them, you know, your hearing loss is more obvious than a hearing aid. Yeah. People have a stigma. People don't want people to know that they have a hearing loss or a hearing aid. But I always encourage them because I used to have that. I used to have a stigma growing up. Well, the, and there, there, there is something there, you know, and we need to get past that. We need to let that go as a community and as a society. But yeah, there, there's something there and, the, and you can understand Absolutely. that, that stigma or that, that, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Disappointment, frustration, just, I don't know. But there is something there. But but you're exactly right, Justin. We got to just 
We just got to get past that. Yeah, and and when I had that challenge, you know, I had to grow up pretty much, and and I now have a personal model that that really helped me get through that that we're talking about. And it says, I may have a hearing loss, but my hearing loss does not have me. Ooh, and I, like I think that, that applies to anybody with a particular challenge. Absolutely, whatever they have. My uncle Alan has MS, yeah. but he always said that MS does not have him. I think it's all about how we think about it, how our perception in life. Um, you know, I remember, I'll just tell you a quick story. Um, I was at the New York Madison Square Garden. My family was performing, sold out crowd, the, the screaming and the loud noise and everything else. And, and I just remember um, watching my dad, who's the lead singer of the Osmonds, and I could not even understand the words of my own dad. Yeah. I felt so lonely and, and isolated and disconnected, like disconnected. you said. Um, it's one of the worst feelings in the world. But we do not overcome hopelessness by simply removing the obstacle in our life. We simply conquer adversity by not letting it own us, control us, or overcome us. So that's why my personal motto, and anybody, you know, the challenges for that matter, is that we may have a particular challenge, but that challenge does not have to own us or or overcome us um, or control us. We can be the other way around. We can control that. I I love that concept. I absolutely love that. And, And I love how you said... Justin, that that could just be applied across the board, whatever your challenge is, whether exactly. it's an addiction or, you know, a, an illness or just just a, a hard thing that we're going through. You don't have to let that own you. You don't have to. You get to choose. You, you know, can choose to be in one charge. Of five steps that you just talked about this yeah. morning, you know, to try one of those things and you'll be amazed. It'll change your life. And uh, just we just need to get off the couch and do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, and we're visiting with Justin Osmond about uh, overcoming challenges in our lives. And speaking of overcoming challenges and doing difficult things, uh, a couple of years ago, three three or so years ago, you were involved in what I would think would be an incredibly difficult uh, challenge, where you actually ran across the state of Utah for awareness. Uh, for hearing loss, for for children in particular. Uh, But what an incredible undertaking, what an incredible feat, and what an incredible journey. Let's dig into that just a little bit and talk about that. First of all, what was the motivation? Where did that idea come from? I'm going to run all the way across, (laughs) you know, 250 miles. Um, Where did that come from? Thank you. Uh, Let me just give you a little, um, an intro that leads into that. So my grandmother, uh, Olive Eisman, uh, she, I was her favorite grandchild, by of the course. way. Lots of, of grandkids. <laughs> uh, a lot of people don't know this. This is kind of the untold story, and this will lead into answering your question. But my grandmother started a charity called the Eisman Foundation, and that was set up primarily to help her two oldest boys that were born deaf. Yeah. And then that charity grew, and it's now known today as the Children's Miracle Network, uh, which has helped a lot of children around the world. And so when she passed away, I was the only one in the second generation that was born with the hearing loss. And so I wanted to continue my continue the legacy. legacy. Yeah. And I, so I started the Olive Eisman Hearing Fund. And uh, so one day I was running. I was running just a couple miles. And I just like to keep in shape. And I'm always trying to think of ways on how I can raise awareness and to raise money for deaf children with the gift of hearing. And at this time, I was living up in a small town up in San Pete County. And I was like, man, I want to I'd like to run all the way down to this beautiful place here called St. George, Utah. (laughs) And uh, I found out that the Washington County School District had 25 deaf children that needed new hearing aids. Yeah. And so I met with a a wonderful lady named Pam Graff and um, the mayor and the county commissioner. She said, hey, guys, I'm going to run across here about 250 miles. 
uh, try try to raise money uh, for these 25 deaf kids right here in St. George, Utah. And so I did. I started training. First of all, I told my wife, I asked my wife, what do you think about this idea? And my <laughs> wife was not supportive at all. I mean, this is, if Are you think you about crazy, it. crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you think about it, it's equivalent to about 10 marathons back to back. Back to back. And about 40 miles a day, um, every day, getting up and just keep on going. And uh, thanks to Camping World, uh, they donated uh, a motorhome so that I could uh, rest if I needed to and whatnot. But yeah, I'll say that. You had your support crew with you. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, I had a great pit crew. They changed my wheels every, <laughs> every hour. <laughs> um, I'll say this. It was one of the hardest things I have ever done, but one of the most rewarding. Yeah. And to be able to get to that finish line. And by the way, I did it on my grandmother's birthday. You and finished on your cool. grandmother's birthday? Well, I started on my grandmother's b- uh, okay. birthday. Okay. And then finished on, on the day that she passed away. Is that right? So oh, it was my kind of an word. honor of my sweet grandmother. Absolutely. And also to help those 25 deaf kids. And one of them that I helped, I'm, I'm going to have lunch with them on Monday. So I try to keep it Really? Oh, kids. that's so great. So just a little way of paying it forward. But I tell you, I don't know how many toenails I lost or how many blisters I had. But remind me to never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> if it ever comes up, yeah. I'll make sure okay. I remind you. So um, obviously going through that process, um, you know, like you said, back-to-back marathons, 40 miles a day, um, that's got to be just an incredibly physically demanding, emotionally demanding situation. Um, how did you keep your motivation up? You know, like how did you, how did you wake up the next day and say, okay, let's get back to it? Oh, man, I don't know if you've ever ran a marathon or even a 10K, you know, you, you know how you run it and the next morning you're body it just so yeah pain. it hurts <laughs> oh my goodness it was it was horrible but i was i remember as a young boy my parents would always read me a, read me a bedtime story called the little train that could yeah you remember that story? Yeah. i i did and, i had the same experience yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and i think it instilled in me as a young boy growing up that when we faced hard difficult challenges and we got those mountains to climb um you know it, we can do those hard things. We can do hard things. And I remember I was climbing up this one mountain. And um, sometimes if we focus on results, we don't change. Yeah. But if we focus on little changes, we get results. So in other words, instead of looking at the next mile marker, which is very overwhelming, or looking at, like, oh, my goodness, I have another 100 miles to run, instead, <laughs> just pick the next yellow marker which is 10 feet in front of you <laughs> i can get that one <laughs> and i can get there yeah <laughs> let me get, get there and then i'll pick the next little mark little baby steps really is what gets you there um but i had a lot of wonderful support from the school the district and um a lot of people ran with me and kind of cheered me on but it was nice because i could take my hearing aids out and i didn't have any distractions it was nice and quiet um but really, the, the motivational factor were the kids. Yeah. I, I kept thinking of those 25 kids. And I remember one time I was at my 220th mile. I'm only about 30 miles away. You say, I, oh, you say only 30 miles. 30 miles away. <laughs> That's a long ways away still. <laughs> and, and I was ready to give up. Yeah. Incredibly a pain and pain. My runner's knee gave out. I was stacking on ibuprofen like crazy. And, um, <laughs> But I'll never forget, I was just on the side of the road. I was crying my eyes out, telling my family, I don't think I, I we've already raised the money at this time. Yeah. So pretty much throw in the towel, why not? But all of a sudden, one of those 25 kids unexpectedly showed up. He came up and gave me a big old hug. And he said, thank you for, 
people running so that I could get a new pair of hearing aids. And I don't know what happened, but the Energizer Bunny just came out of me. <laughs> and that gave me the extra motivation to, to finish it to the to the finish line. And it, it was it was life changing. Um, but anyway, it, it, it's, it's, I'm not a runner, you guys. And and what I'm saying is if I can do something like that, anybody can really. You know, it's really how bad do you want it? And you go after that passion and, that you really want and you love and you'll get it. I love it. I love it. And I love that, that mantra of, I think I can, I think I can from that story. You know, I'm sure that was running through your head as you're, you know, uh, uh, summiting the next hill or coming down off the, uh, off the, um, down into the valley or whatever. But, but it's so true. Like if you think that you can, you can, I got to tell just a funny little anecdote. I have a friend who uh, got into cycling and some triathlons and things and, and really worked hard at it and tried to be the best that he could. And, but he you know, took a little break and then he decided he was going to do another bike race and wasn't completely prepared for it, but was determined to do it, determined to finish. And he got up going up one of these hills, you know, and he started this mantra in his mind of, you know, just like, I think I can, I think I can, except for to him, he was like, there is no I in quit. There is no I in quit. There is no I in quit. And he told himself that over and over and over. And then all of a sudden... He realized, wait, there is an I in quit. <laughs> Q-U-I-T spells quit. And it almost deflated him. He was like, oh, it almost derailed him. But he kept going and finished the race. Oh, I love but, it. Funny. But uh, funny, funny little story that uh, that happened. Justin, um, you know, you've, you've uh, obviously been able to do something monumental. And um, congratulations on that. And thanks for, you know, your service and your help and, and reaching out to, to people. Um, any, we've got just maybe one minute left. Any words of advice that you might share with somebody who's facing a, a difficult challenge in their life? You know, um, like I said, you may have a particular mountain that you have to climb. Uh, you may have a particular challenge that you, you need to tackle. Um, but I can tell you um, that, that with the, the mental toughness, the determination, uh, the belief system, that you can, I think again, and there's no I and quit. You know, there is an I. <laughs> um, that anything is possible. Uh, I really believe that. I was told I could never play a violin, and I come from a musical family. Yeah. Because my ears are broken. Um, but I, I was determined. I wanted to play it so badly, and I knew I could never have the golden throat like my uncle Donnie and my aunt Marie <laughs> and my dad. But at least I could. Um, play a musical instrument so what i did is i started practicing day in and day out and all of a sudden a miracle happened i learned to i could hear the violin not by hearing it but by feeling feeling it it. through the conductive vibrations of that instrument and i knew at that point that i could do anything my heart desired i just had to go after it and that applies to everybody anybody that has a dream or something that they're so passionate about you know don't let um the, the world tell you you can't do something because that's what they are. That's not who they are. And so just dig deep down inside of who you really are and just go after it. I love that. That's I awesome. love it. And incidentally, I've heard you play the violin before, and it's amazing. So congratulations thank on you. that. Thank and Justin, once again, thank you for joining us today. Really appreciate your time. You guys are doing here. great work. Thanks for all you do. So that is uh, all the time that we have for Justin. Um, we're grateful that he was able to join us. Um, we're still kind of at the first of the year, Derek, and yeah. uh, with that comes uh, questions about the Huntsman World Senior Games, uh, specifically and particularly about the dates that are coming up. When are the games? Uh, this year, the games will run from October 8th through the 20th. So put that on your calendar. 
uh, make that a goal. Write it down on your on your journal and, uh, and then work towards that. You can check out our website at SeniorGames.net for details about rules and guidelines for each of our 30 different sports. Team registration is currently open. Um, softball and volleyball actually have closed already. It's only February, but we've reached our participation caps. But let me just say this. Um, we are taking a waiting list, and right now there's still a pretty good chance that you can get on that waiting list. So don't give up. Get on the waiting list and uh, get registered for your team. Individual registration, though, for individual athletes, that comes on March 1st. So put that on your calendar and uh, be a part of the games this year. We think that you'll enjoy it. Don't forget to tune in next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play, and you can find us on your Stitcher app as well. It's easy to add us to your list of favorite podcasts. Just search for Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, hit subscribe, and you will never miss an episode. An inspirational thought for the day comes from industrialist, philanthropist, and true friend of the Huntsman World Senior Games, John M. Huntsman. John passed away last Friday, and he'll be missed for sure. He once said, engaging in activities devoid of difficulty, lounging in risk-free zones, is life without great meaning. Until next Thursday, stay active. My name is Robin Garcia. I'm a 2017 Huntsman World Senior Games gold medalist, and I would like to convey my gratitude to Kyle Case and Jeff Hardy, the anchorman of the World Senior Games Active Life Radio Program for providing invaluable advice and motivation every Thursday at 4.30 p.m. Mountain Time. I encourage every athlete and non-athlete alike to take some time out of your day and listen to this fantastic radio show formatted to help you get the most out of your life, on and off the playing field. I would also like to thank the Frables and the Hamiltons, who were the World Games Power Walking Directors, as well as Michelle Graves, the director of the Athlete Ambassador Program for the World Games. These individuals in particular guided and enhanced my personal experience at the World Senior Games. Furthermore, the thousands of athletes, fans, volunteers, sponsors, and staff elevated my level of motivation beyond what I could have ever achieved on my own. Now, even though I'm a retired professional all-star championship basketball player and former collegiate Hall of Fame multi-sport athlete, the World Senior Games was an eye-opening event for me. I had no idea of the level of competition and energy that I would be surrounded by in St. George, Utah. I can see why the Games have grown into the premier senior athletic event in the world over the past 30 years. My World Senior Games and Senior Olympic journey began when I taught my first senior adult kinesiology class for my Arizona State University Gerontology Capstone at Scottsdale Community College in 2009. That is when I first was exposed to senior adults 50 and over living an active and athletic lifestyle. I was only 43 at the time, but this is when I decided I was going to quote-unquote come out of retirement and be a senior athlete to compete in the Arizona Senior Olympics and the Huntsman World Senior Games. I couldn't wait to turn 50. I started training for the Senior Olympics and the World Senior Games, and as for many former, new, and or weekend athletes over 50 know, 
Chronic and acute injuries can sometimes get in the way of certain physical goals. We do not abide by the motto or idiom of no pain, no gain at our age. We must listen to our bodies and adapt our training regimen. That is exactly what I did, and I finally won my first two gold medals in 2017, one in the Arizona Senior Olympics and one in the World Senior Games. And although it was a calculated goal of mine to win a gold medal, it is not all about medals. It is about competing and living a healthy lifestyle. That is what I tell my geriatric clients when they are trying to lose weight, reduce chronic pain, or if they want to compete in a senior games event. As an official World Games ambassador, I just try to inspire my senior adult students with the same enthusiasm I felt when I first walked into the St. George Convention Center. I am now excited to compete in the World Games again this October 2018 and hopefully bring a few senior athletes along with me.